Hello and good evening, Dangerlings, and welcome to this, a special Danger Club uh, interview that we are having here on uh, this Friday night. So uh, thanks very much for joining us. I uh, hope you are having a good night. This is me, of course, your usual host, James Foxy Lockhart. And with me tonight, I have, as ever, the, uh, the inevitable, the wonderful, the inscrutable Dungeon Master. Hello, Dan. Hello, everyone. How's it going? I, I can't, you can't answer. That's the ether. But uh, you, you struggled really hard not to say Dangerous Wednesdays, didn't you, Roger? I did. I did. I was so tempted, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quietly proud of myself that I managed to resist this temptation. And, uh, but tonight we have a very, very special guest. Uh, tonight we have Paul Shapiro uh, coming to us all the way from uh, the States, uh, from Beadle and Grimm. Hello, Paul. Hello. Good evening. Good evening and, uh, and good day to you, sir, from oh, where you, you are. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's Friday. Uh, looking forward to the weekend ahead, but uh, it's good. Absolutely. Terrific. Well, glad to hear it. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, well, now this, uh, the name Beadle and Grimm might sound familiar to some of our regular viewers because we did uh, look at something that you were doing uh, about a week and a half ago on our Dangerous Wednesday show. And that is the uh, Beadle and Grimm's Complete Character Chronicles. And uh, you've agreed to come on here and, and speak a little bit about them. So in your own words, what, uh, what is this? What, what, are you, what are you putting forward? So the Complete Character Chronicles are an idea that came out of... Uh, as everything that Beadle and Grimm's does, our own game playing experience. Uh, so Beadle and Grimm's, the company is actually named after two characters that were in our original D&D uh, &D campaign from mm -hmm. 20 some years ago, Beadle and Grimm. Mm -hmm. And once the, once the company was formed uh, and we were going out, people kept asking questions like, well, who's Beadle, who's Grimm, what happened? And the two guys that play those characters sort of did their best to try to remember. And the more they tried to answer questions, the more they realized, wouldn't it have been awesome if back when we were actually playing these characters, there had been some way to really sort of, you know, document these epic, you know, adventures and, and, and journeys that they went on so that mm -hmm. 20 years later, when we have a company and we're doing interviews, that we could actually refer to them. Uh, and so that was the impetus for it. Uh, but what we wanted to do was, not just have a, a character sheet or a, or a journal. We really wanted this to be something that you could bring to the table and, and actually be useful. So a, a key part of it was we wanted to partner with one of the big game companies to actually be able to put the rules in the, in the book. Mm -hmm. So that's why we went to Paizo. We became license, uh, uh, licensees of Paizo so that we could make not just a character sheet and not just a, a really cool journal, but we could actually, for example, for the wizard, have all the wizard spells. That's just something that we always thought would be really cool, um, as opposed to having to either Xerox them or you know, write them all down or, or bring a whole separate book. So that's really the thing that turned this from just sort of a cool idea into an actual product, was being able to work with Paizo to get all of the uh, rules for wizards and fighters and clerics and rogues and be able to put them for each class right into that book. Fantastic. Well, I, I can tell you that from a, a player perspective of many years, that sounds absolutely invaluable. Uh, the number of times I've either been flicking through my phone to try and find spells or I've written them on a little bit of handkerchief or something like that, you know, uh, to have them all in one book sounds absolutely brilliant. Uh, well, I'm certainly very excited about the, the prospect of this. Um, now, I'm going to pass you over to Dan, who in his own words said he has a bunch of questions. <laughs> so, so, so gird yourself, Paul, but uh, I can assure you that he's an absolute sweetheart. So, I, I'm, I'm excited about these, James, just to get you a wizard spell list in front of you when we're recording so you can 
remember all your spells. Um, <laughs> so much about excited about. No, uh, Paul, I'm I'm excited about um, the the product, but I want to know a bit about um, about Beadle and Grimm's as like mm-hmm. as a company. Like, how do you guys come together and decide you're going to make gaming accessories? How, like, how does that happen? Yeah, well, so it started out. I mean, the five of us uh, all met in acting school in New York City. 25 years ago um uh and of the five of us um one of us became really well known as an actor and then there's also matthew lillard who is part of the group as well um but uh you know we try to (laughs) we try to toss him a bone every now and then um but uh so we just played and we've been playing together for years and years uh and it was actually a few years ago we were invited to go up to wizards of the coast for the very first uh, stream of many eyes. They were streaming uh, the release of their new Tomb of Horrors. Uh, and we were up there for the weekend just to play D&D and, and meet people. Uh, and we had this idea, we'd sort of been batting around this idea of wouldn't it be cool if there was something like some really beautiful edition of these books that just had all of those cool handouts and things that you would want. Uh, so you didn't have to make them all yourself. Uh, and on a whim, we just pitched it to to Dungeons and Dragons to say, hey, if, could we make this? Uh, and bizarrely, they said yes. <laughs> uh, so we thought, give it a try. Uh, we put it together. The first one was uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, uh, which was a huge success. It was a limited edition, thousand boxes, and they sold out. Uh, and then we just kept going. I mean, the, the, the company is really based around this idea of us sitting around saying, what would be a really cool thing to make our game more fun? Uh, and we come up with those ideas and then we try to find, you know, somebody who's willing to agree with us that it seems cool. Uh, and then we make them. So we did the box sets. Uh, we've done, um, different tiers and versions. Um, we're doing these character chronicles now. Uh, they're dice sets that go with the character chronicles that are going to be, uh, sold as well. So it's all just different things that we think are really cool that, um, are going to be fun. And then we try to make them. Mm-hmm. terrific that's fun i like it that's that's very similar to you know danger club started as sick factors looking for something to do after we'd finished <laughs> rehearsals you know and, and right this, now it, it is this it's 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 great how these things kind of grow i'm 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 sort of interested in, in this uh, this particular project and it being pathfinder mm-hmm. like because obviously you've done loads of D stuff um up until now um but so why so why Pathfinder? Why now um, to to sort of try out a new game system with this this product? Uh, so a, I mean, a big reason is we've been, you know, in trying to think of like, well, how do we make this a real company? How do we, you know, branch out from the one thing that we're doing? And and one of the things that we thought would be really interesting would be to try to reach out to new game systems, find new players, find new audiences, um, see what translates you know, what's similar from D&D to Pathfinder and then what's different. Um, we've played a little, I mean, we obviously we played lots and lots of D&D, but we've played a little bit of Pathfinder over the years. We've actually played a lot of, as we all have, lots of different games mm. here and there over the years. Um, but Pathfinder seemed like a great, um, uh, a great fit. It was a great fit for this. And I will say Paizo was great. Um, you know, uh, it takes a little bit for a company to say, oh yeah, take our core rule book, slice it up into a lot of little pieces, print it, you know, without us being able to, you know, control it 
and then, you know, sell it. So yeah. they were great in, in getting the idea, loving the idea and then supporting us. Um, so that's a bit, and that's a big part of it, right? Mm. A big part of it is being able to work with the game companies um, to make these things happen. So it was, it was, how can we reach out to new audiences and, and work with new companies? So it's been fun so far. We love it. Oh, fantastic. Is it, is it quite daunting going into what is kind of a new, a fairly new game system for you guys and producing quite something that kind of is quite rules heavy in a system that is famous for being quite <laughs> rulesy? Yeah. Um, well, uh, a little, it was a little daunting. I mean, once we dug in and we realized it's really very similar to D and D 3.5, we're like, we, you know, we spent a decade crunching 3.5. So we're, you know, familiar with that idea. Um, but, uh, but we also, we brought in people who were Pathfinder, who had been playing Pathfinder forever. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, you know, the experience of sitting at a table is, is still similar regardless of the rule set. Mm -hmm. And for us as actors and sort of storytellers, that's really where we keep coming back to. We keep coming back to the sort of storytelling aspect of it and how this helps. And, and one of the things that, uh, that Matt says, and there's a, that we have a video on our, um, on our Kickstarter page that where Matt's going through and sort of talking about it. One of the things he says that I think is really uh, uh, sort of spot on is, you know, as players, we don't come to hear a story when you come to the table, we come to tell the story, right? We're, we're there to tell the story along with everybody else. And so the, the, these character chronicles, that's why we call them chronicles and not journals or not, you know, rule books or something. I mean, it really is about telling the story and chronicling it. So as much as there's some rules and some crunching that has to happen, there's also a lot of like, what are the cool things that as a wizard you're going to want to do and, and, and write down. So that's why there's a whole sort of fold out section for your wizard keep. There's a list of, you know, uh, your 10 greatest, you know, enemies and your, uh, you know, all of your uh, uh, companions and things like that. So, you know, we try to have it be uh, as much as um, it's about the rules, it's also about the story. So the very first page of every character chronicle is a birth certificate uh, that you fill out. And the very last page uh, is a death certificate. I think that's so, cracking. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a uh... What do you think, James? Have you got? Could you fill out ten enemies for uh, for Velda already? Or <laughs> oh yeah, and the thing is, Velda's one of those characters that uh, I don't think he regards them as enemies. But I bet I'd need a I need a triple page for the people who uh, dislike Velda right now. So uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, definitely finding a lot of trouble. So, and how, sorry, Paul, go ahead. Oh, and I was saying, and as a player, you know that kind of stuff, like the the the, the NPCs and the characters that you meet along the way, and what your experiences were. I mean, being able to write them down and then refer back to them just makes the whole story so much richer, right? Like whether you as the DM sort of reintroduce a character, I mean, there's nothing sort of sort of more underwhelming than reintroducing a character from, you know, multiple episodes and having the players be like, wait, who is that again? Yeah. Um, but and as a player to be able to go back and say, oh, right, I remember we had this whole experience and we, we did this thing and uh, now we have children together and, you know, uh, and that I, I kind of stuff. I, I have so many kind of so many game notes that end up getting written on post-it notes and and, <laughs> and lost somewhere, or you know, because oh, yeah. there's not sort of anything, or, or just the back of your character sheet gets full of notes, right. um, and you look back on it, and it's sort of none of them make sense because it's just mm -hmm. little lines here right. and there. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested in the um, the how far do the chronicles go in terms of like the rules content that they have in them? Because obviously, there's the second edition <laughs> Pathfinder is quite a new game. There's new stuff comes out for it all the time. Like, where do you draw the line as to what you put in your character? Options? So we uh, we draw we drew the line and we keep we're, we're continually moving the line. But uh, what we decided was we wanted these books to really represent the core rules that we knew that we weren't going to be able to do everything all the time, but we knew that we could, we could get everything for a wizard or for a fighter from the core rule book, from the advanced player's guide. And so initially we were going to sort of draw the line there, but we, we, we've done a little bit of creep beyond that. So there are a couple of spells from some of the adventure paths. Uh, there are some feats from, you know, some other source books, but our, our goal is to, is to completely cover everything that's in the core rule book and the advanced player's guide. And then, you know, where we can, we'll sort of squeeze in uh, a few things here and there. And, you know, one of the things we did learn about Pathfinder is that it's such a flexible system mm. that even though technically you're a fighter, you could be a, you know, a fighter, cleric, magic user, rogue mm. um, with a little sprinkling of, you know, alchemist or whatever. Uh, so, we know that there are going to be some characters that are just too broad and complicated for this book to really fully support. But we're trying to, you know, for a fighter, it's everything a fighter needs, including all the feats. So instead of a spell book, it's literally like a feat book. Um, and we're, ha we're going to include some archetype so that if you do sort of branch out a little bit, there's room for that. Um, and then the character sheet section, because it's a book, instead of it being just like two or three printed pages, it's the first 15, 20 pages of the book. So there's room for almost anything that you can think of to put in your character. So, uh, but that's what we, so what we, we tried to draw the line at the core rules. Yeah. It's, as best uh, we could. Presumably the, presumably then the spellcaster books are, are going to be longer than the, the yeah. fighter books or so they're, they're yeah. sort of there's a little difference. I mean, it, we, we thought there was going to be a significant difference. We thought that the wizard book was going to be, you know, twice as big as a fighter book. But the more we started building the fighter book, the more we realized, well, they don't have, as, they don't have the spells, but they have all the feats. And we're including all this information on equipment. So we're adding all of the armor. We're adding all the weapons. So as a fighter, you have access to an art for, you know, almost any, uh, any, any weapon that you might come across. Oh, that's nice. So, so you've got sort of equipment artwork and, and things in there yeah. as well. Uh, one of the great things that, one of the things that, you know, how great Paizo was, one of the things that Paizo let us do as we're building these books is they gave us access to their art archive. So building the wizard book, for example, we were able to go through not just the core rule book and the advanced player's guide, but just all of their paths, all of their adventures, and just pull out every piece of wizard art that... Wow and just throw them in the book throughout. So every single page of this book has some piece of art, uh, you know, of a, of a wizard from a, a core rule book or from an adventure. Uh, and it just is fun. I mean, again, like part of this is for a player, you know, normally at, a, at, a, at the table, it's the DM that has this stack of awesome books with all the pictures and everything that they get to look at. And the players get to sort of peek at them every once in a while. But now, you know, this book gives a player a whole, you know, trove of things to look at while they're at the table to get inspiration and ideas and stuff like that. 
we, we yeah. were talking on our uh, on our Wednesday stream about just because organized players are huge, such a huge thing in Pathfinder, you know, yeah. it's going to a gaming store and jo- joining a group and it'd be a great feeling to be able to just walk up to a table full of strangers and put your chronicle down (laughs) your leather bound book there it's fantastic Yeah. Def- definite bragging rights there and um yeah i was just going to chip in and, and say that i obviously watched the, watching the video on your kickstarter and uh, i love the depth of character stuff love all the all of that um i do think that as you say the art really makes it special like seeing yeah. those beautiful pictures in there on all the pages oh just oh i want that book so bad and uh <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's absolutely looks fantastic and did matt say he uh, in the video that you've commissioned some in sort of actual yeah uh, bespoke cards as well. Yeah. So the there. So the cover of each. So the the cover page of the book. So then the cover of those uh, the collector's edition sleeves is a custom piece of art that we uh, uh, that we commissioned. So there's there's a fighter one with uh, fighters uh, battling a dragon. Each one of the, the, the wizard one, the cleric one, the rogue one, and each one of them has both the sort of iconic uh, class archetype. Um, or that 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 character from uh, the uh, from Pathfinder universe, but we also but then there are also other ones. So, like for example, the cleric one, the cleric art has it's really it's five clerics battling uh, a horde of zombies and skeletons, and each one is just a little different. So the the, the idea is to represent all the different kinds of clerics no. uh, that uh, the book sort of could support and then the same with the fighter and the rogue so it's like the rogue one is actually a whole group of them sitting around a table in a like in a dark warehouse with a light um and they're sort of they're sort of making some sort of deal and one of them is you know playing with a dagger and then there's one standing in the shadows um so they were just fun to make um they were really they're really fun Oh, I sound terrific that's so good so you've got there's four classes with the kickstarter is the plan to do more as well so there's four with the Kickstarter and then two stretch goals to unlock uh, mystery classes. Ooh. So uh, there's the four. If we reach the first stretch goal, we already reached the first stretch goal. If we reach the second stretch goal, we'll unlock another class. So that'll be the fifth one. I can't say what it is. Uh, and then if we <laughs> get to the next, if we get the next stretch goal, we'll unlock the next one. Uh, and the idea absolutely is to do all of these. Pathfinder wants us to do them. We want to do them. Uh, but because this is such a new product and because this is such a new audience for us, doing a Kickstarter just made the most sense in terms of uh, getting the word out, getting a, a sense of you know, how many people out there that really want these. Um, but also the nice thing about Kickstarters is it's, it's, a much, it's much more of a sort of a, a conversation and a back and forth than it is if we just sort of posted them to our website and said, hey, buy these. Hmm. You know, a Kickstarter really you know, not only are there stretch goals and things like that, but there's comments and back and forth. And, you know, we get to hear from the people who are backing what they like and what they want to see. So we thought it was just a great way to, to learn about it uh, for people to learn about us uh, and see how it goes. But yeah, the goal eventually is to have uh, uh, chronicles for all the classes. That's exciting. And, and presumably after the Kickstarter, the idea is that these become part of the store and, and are yes. ongoing. The, for the, yeah, the standard ones, yes. The, the Kickstarter has a set of uh, collector's edition ones. Um, and those, I believe, are only going to be available through the Kickstarter. Nice. Uh, so we're not going to sell the collector's edition ones 
uh, on the site. Those you'll have to back the Kickstarter for. Okay. Um, and then once this is done, depending on how successful it is and, and the, the feedback, uh, we may do more Kickstarters to do the sort of, you know, groups of additional uh, classes, or we may just decide to just start producing them. Uh, they take a little while to make, but yeah. we're, we're getting the hang of it. Is Kickstarter to start quite a new way for you guys to sort of fund yeah. projects? Have you this is our first Kickstarter. Yeah, we've never done one wow. uh, before. Um, part of it is, uh, uh, yeah, so part of it was as, as doing things with Dungeons and Dragons as part of it as a D&D licensee, we're not, they don't like doing Kickstarters. And so we didn't, and we didn't really need to as much because it was, we understood the market um, and, uh, you know, we were focusing on just one thing at the time. So, but, uh, but we love it. I mean, I think that being able to do Kickstarters is a great way of, um, uh, reaching out to people and, and letting people, you know, engage more than just, you know, clicking buy. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I think it was it 17 minutes you hit your first goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was actually 12, but yeah, 12 so we, we, hit our, we hit our first goal in, in, in 12 minutes. Uh, we hit our first stretch goal by the end of the day, which, was to unlock the, um, uh, there's a whiteboard. So now in the back of every book, there's a whiteboard that's formatted specifically for that class. So the wizard has uh, your spell list. So that's where you could write your spell list down it, with uh, dry erase and you know magical conditions and hit points and things like that. But the idea is that all of that sort of tallying up stuff that normally you do like on the side of your character sheet you can now have a whiteboard so that you can do it all on that. And then at the end of the end of the game, just wipe it all down and put it back in the book. Oh, fantastic. Nice. Yeah. The, um, has it been, has it been this year? Cause this has been the way this year to be working in any kind of industry, but yeah. doing anything. Yeah. Presumably you're quite reliant on conventions for, uh, for a lot of your kind of work. So we, we were becoming more and more, uh, reliant on conventions. We actually, I mean, we started just selling everything from our website um, and we were actually just, just starting to get the hang of conventions. Um, so we were really worried. I mean, for us, actually the thing that we rely on most is people physically getting around a table to play a game, right? So much of what we do is about these physical objects, the handouts and the jewelry and, you know, the things that you need at your table. So we were really worried that with people not coming together and actually playing in person, that that would affect it. Um, but, but thankfully, that turned out to not be the case, that people still, even if they're not necessarily all getting together in person, they still all want the stuff, um, which I can understand. I mean, you're stuck at home. You might as well have as much school stuff as, as you can while you're waiting for this to go away. Um, right. So it's, been, uh, so it's been good. This has actually been a great year. We did... Um, uh, two versions of uh, the D&D &D, uh, adventure, Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, uh, where we released uh, an edition of uh, the Curse of Strahd adventure, um, which we were excited about. Um, we released, uh, the, did this Kickstarter, um, and uh, at the very beginning of the year, we released a, um, uh, an adventure for Eberron. So we've, we've had a pretty busy uh, busy year um but overall it's been it's been great and the community has just been incredibly supportive of us uh which has been hugely rewarding 
yeah, we definitely found the same with the, the community. They just they'll adapt to anything yeah. to, you know, to, to sort of yep. support you through it. And my 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 DM, I'm playing a Curse of Strahd campaign at the moment. At the oh. moment, my DM has the the Beetle and Grimm's deluxe set for it. But uh, so I, I have to sit at the end of a, a, a at the end of Rob <laughs> Twenty and see him with all of the fun toys and not be actually near it. It's oh tough. right. Um, but what's the like? What's the long term plan with? Um, obviously, you want to do more sort of character chronicles for Pathfinder. Yeah, you want to do adventures for it. Do you want to do kind of APs like? So done? we absolutely, we absolutely do. But uh, one of the things, the reason why we didn't start with um, an adventure was one because we really wanted our introduction to the Pathfinder audience to be a little new. Mm. We didn't want to just kind of redo the same thing that we'd been doing before. We wanted it to be new, but also we want to figure out what do you do with a path, right? With a D&D, like our platinum editions for, or a legendary edition for Curse of Strahd, I mean, we can just put everything in a box and you can buy it. Mm-hmm. But for a path where you're getting it in installments, you know, we can't put it all in one box at the beginning because then we're going to be giving away what happens at the end. Mm-hmm. And if we wait until the end and just put it all in a box and give it to you at the end, then most people have already played through part of it. So we're trying to figure out what the right, and we'd love your, your suggestions, mm-hmm. but we'd love to figure out what the right approach is um, to have that same sort of, you know, impact of this beautiful, you know, box set with all these great handouts and things while the still at the same time still supporting the way Pathfinder, you know, rolls out adventure paths. So we're yeah, trying to figure that out. There are certainly kind of some adventure paths go on to become iconic and, and right. I think kind of would want their kind of collected edition <laughs> at some point. You know, Rune Lords has had a bunch and Kingmakers one day getting its collected edition. Um, so, right. I, I'm, you know, I'm sure there would be a, there are, there are a few there that, but it's, I guess, yeah, it's identifying the ones that, that people right. would really go for. Um, right. Because there's so many. And um, then figuring out whether, you know, what made them so iconic is that everybody played them. At which point, you know, does it become more of a collector's edition of like sort of nostalgia or is it something that people actually would want to play? Yeah. So. What about the, um, tell me about the dice. Cause I'm, I'm excited by, I, I was looking through the Kickstarter at the dice and yeah. just sort of like, oh, you get a, you get a fun dice set with some of them, but they're actually kind of specific dice, aren't they? Yeah. So we, this was an idea that we had also for a while that we're sort of tying into the Kickstarter because it's so class focused, but eventually we want to do this separately, is the, the, their character class specific dice sets. So one, we have, we have original art for the, the tin of each one. So we had a, an artist create essentially sort of an archetype for each of the, uh, the classes in this beautiful sort of tarot card style, which is so there's like the cleric and the fighter and they're, they're beautiful. But then for the dice, uh, because we dig into the rules a lot, we, we went in and we said, look, if you're a cleric, what's the dice set that you would want? So one, we pick the color. So there are, all the dice have uh, are two colors. So there's a primary color and a secondary color. So for the cleric, it's white and gold. Uh, for, the, for, the, for the rogue, it's sort of, you know, midnight purple and, uh, and red. Um, and then what we did was we said, look, if you're a rogue, you're going to need a lot of D6s. So let's load up on the D6s in this set. And you're not going to need a lot of D12s because you're not really going to be using a battle axe anytime soon. 
So you get you get one of each of the base, but then you get extra. Uh, I think you get an extra d20 for um, multiple attacks and attacking an advantage, and you get d6s for all your backstabs. The cleric gets extra d8s uh, for uh, for healing, so you can roll more d8s when you're when you're when you cast healing, and d10s I think for you know for hammers. Um, and so we just did that for every class. Like the wizard gets all of these d4s um, for all the magic missiles that they're gonna cool. fire, that they're gonna fire. So, you know, is it is it going to be every die you'll ever need? No, but is it fun that you have a, a sort of a class-specific set that feels unique to that um, that class? Yeah, so that 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 was the fun part about it, and the and the tin that they come in uh, is really nice, and that art is beautiful, and so we think it's just going to be a great way to uh, sort of get those dice sets and have them really feel like part of the character. That's yeah. really nice. I like. Because I'm all, you know, I'm I'm the same. I'll buy a new if a new character got a new character for a campaign. <laughs> I'll buy a new dice set for it. But then you end up sort of then having to just add in extra stuff yeah. for it because it's because it's not bidding for it. Right. Um, I'd like to think there's some uh, journeys of discovery there as well for people who might buy these, uh, you know, these these chronicles and not having played that class before, being like why the heck have I got so many D4s? Or like, why the heck have I got so many D6s? It's like, you will learn, my son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, will, you will learn why you have so many. So exactly. oh, that's terrific. Really, really good. Yeah, it was fun. One of the things that, that took a long time was we spent a long time, the five of us, trying to pick the colors. Because we kept saying, well, so, you know, a rogue is going to be black and red, but, well, but, you know, but then what about the fighter? And, uh, and we spent a lot of time, we spent a lot of time <laughs> trying to get the colors right. Which was fun. I mean, not that there's any right or wrong color, you know, for any class, but mm. you know, we took it very seriously. So just to, just to, oh, just yeah, go for it, go for it, James. Question on the on the dice. Um, obviously, they come with some of the editions of the uh, the set, uh, the chronicles. Mm -hmm. Any plans to release them separately? Yeah. As something that people can buy. Yep, absolutely. So you Fantastic. can get them as you can get them as add-ons in the in the Kickstarter. So if you get a chronicle, you can get one or more dice set add-ons. You can get all four of them. Uh, if we unlock additional classes uh, in the Kickstarter for the Chronicles, uh, we'll unlock additional dice sets for those as well. So there'll be dice sets for those additional mystery classes. Uh, and then after the Kickstarter is over, yeah, we do plan on um, rolling out uh, these, these class sets um, as something that you can just buy in the store. And I believe we're going to have a full set of them. I'm not sure exactly when, when they'll actually hit our store. Mm -hmm. um but uh but we'll have a full set of all of them including um yeah all of the classes wow and, and, about... a D, and there's a, and there's a dm set there'll be a dm set oh, too nice that's what well, i'm about there's an idea I, I mean perhaps perhaps it'd be a generous uh, christmas gift from a nice dm to his players I don't know. Well, the, other around, the, James, the other way around, James. The other way around, it could. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Of course. Sorry, I, I forgot <laughs> the power dynamic for a second. There. I apologize. Apologize. <laughs> Anyone sort of thinking about gifts and things? How do you guys decide on on your price point for for these things? Because obviously, it's with premium items. If it's a, a sort of an adventure set or something for the DM to use, that's maybe something that your the whole table can club together and get, and it's something you're going to use for the whole adventure. But if it's a, a specific thing just for your character that you're getting. Um, and, and, you know, maybe you're, you're planning on it for a long time, but critical hits happen and characters die <laughs> at level three. And, and then suddenly you, you know, maybe you need a new chronicle and things like that. So how do you, how do you find a way to make that sort of affordable as, as something that people buy on their own? I mean, that was definitely, I mean, that was one of the reasons why we did really try to, 
we with these character chronicles, we really wanted to build something that was player focused. Up to now, almost everything that we've done has been DM focused. They like these big boxes, and our platinum editions are you know they're expensive. They're five hundred dollars. Um, the silver and gold editions are, are slightly less. But for these for these chronicles, we really wanted to make them something that was affordable to players. So the chronicles themselves are thirty five dollars each. So it's a it you know it's not the same sort of uh, sort of high-end premium uh, uh, products that, um, I mean, they're still beautiful. I mean, we think they're great, but we tried to price them at a, at a, at a point that as a player, you could get one or, or even two, uh, or you can get the set of four. There are the collector edition ones, which are, uh, which are more expensive, um, but those are, you know, those are numbered and have the sleeves. And, um, and then if you get the, the, the collector's edition party pack with all four, not only do you get all four of them, but you get all the dice and you get this, um, this uh, bag of book holding um, that uh, is a, is a nice uh, shoulder bag that the, that the books go in um, with a, with the logo on it. Um, so, yeah, so we definitely tried to make these um, uh, specific and affordable to uh, players. I mean, that definitely, that's kind of, I mean, a set of spell, a set of spell cards for one tradition of magic on its own is, is not far off that price. Yeah, you know, just exactly. Spells. Uh, uh, yeah. And we wanted it to be something that, you know, a player that, you know, we, you know, it, yeah, hopefully if you buy one of these, your character won't die instantly. Um, you know, I think that, I think any DM may, uh, and I, I mean, part of it is also, that's not the kind of game that, that, that we've always played. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're not the kind of, I mean, we, characters have died. Uh, Matt's characters die all the time. Um, but that's his own fault. I mean, that's his own fault. He, in, he ins, insists on scouting ahead all alone, all the time. I don't know why. Um, but, uh, but other than Matt, you know, we, characters don't tend to die that often. Or if they do, work is, you know, spent trying to get them back. Mm. Um, but uh, but also you can erase. We try to make the paper really thick so you can you can erase it if you need to. Out of interest, uh, any plans to include a sort of disclaimer in the book uh, that if if you do buy one of these chronicles, then uh, it is access as a deterrent to your DM trying to uh, to murder your player uh, because you've just invested. I mean that could that could be a nice. Maybe just after the birth certificate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. We may uh, we may just that just may be an insert that we include just as sort yes. of a as a reminder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, have, have we got any questions from chat, James? I don't want to like run over all the dangerlings. We've I, I, do you know we we uh, we did have a couple of questions, but mostly just lots and lots of love, um, especially for the artwork for the special edition, uh, the collector's edition. Just loving that. Um, also, your DM has been on the line, uh, your GM, I should say, and uh, he says, if B&G ever feel like doing character chronicles for d and I buy every single one. Those <laughs> things are gorgeous. <laughs> so, uh, so, Dan, you can expect to see a few more of those uh, with Alucard. Um, let's have a look here. There were some questions. Uh, there was a question about, um, apparently, a monthly box to go with the adventure path. Not oh, sure. that was right. As, as one way of doing it would be. Yes. Yeah. So, so that, that's absolutely, that's one of the ways that, that we're thinking about um, uh, addressing that is to, you know, st- you know, essentially have a subscription where you subscribe to yeah. uh, a set. You know, it, there's some good things and bad things about that. Like right? you couldn't obviously have a big, huge box that comes every month. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but uh, so it might be that you get a box right at the beginning or the end. Um, and then you just sort of have to figure out how much stuff there is. So that's, but that may be the best way to go, right? That may be, uh, you know, where you get this sort of, uh, uh, you know, box or set that, that shows up. And then at the very end, you get a, you know, a big sort of collector's box to hold it all in. Um, but yeah, if that, yeah. If, if that makes sense to people, that, that absolutely may be the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I think that's because, as you say, there are precedents in other sort of areas. So that's uh, something that some people would be definitely interested in with Pathfinder. Um, uh, one of our, one of our uh, sort of dangerings, we call them, asked that there's a birth and death certificate. Any chance of a resurrection certificate? <laughs> 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 I know that I've been resed a few times uh, by very kind <laughs> uh, sort of uh, teammates. Right. Would that be something? I suppose you have to have a bunch Well, I think there's things. actually, I think there's a, I think uh, on the death certificate itself, uh, I think it says... Uh, you know, please wait three days uh, in case of resurrection or something before filing. So it actually very specifically uh, says that. And then there's a checkbox that the other checkbox is, you know, avenge my death. Yes or no. Oh, um, fantastic. Nice. So it's, yeah. So it's, those, those are uh, definitely have a little bit of the sort of beetle and grim uh, sort of tongue in cheek humor to yes. them, uh, which, uh, which was a lot of fun. We always oh. have a lot of fun writing that kind of stuff. Oh, so, which is terrific. And uh, of course, you know, it's, it's fun. That's the whole point of role playing is doing things that uh, you can't do in real life. So right. uh, why not? Why not make it a little bit uh, tongue in cheek? Absolutely. We should say, how do people get these? If people want to get one of these chronicles, very yes. excited, what, what do they do? Oh, so they go to, so the way you get them is you go to uh, Kickstarter mm -hmm. uh, and search up, um, uh, Beetle and Grimm's or just search for Pathfinder. We're one of the big Pathfinder um, uh, Kickstarters up there right now. Uh, and please back, uh, back the Kickstarter. Uh, you can back us for just a single Chronicle. Uh, you can back us for the whole set of four. Um, we're doing a whole thing with the Kickstarter add-ons uh, so that you can back us for one Chronicle and then get additional ones. So you could get all four of them separately. You can get them in the set. You can get more than four if you want. Mm -hmm. um, you can get the dice, you can get extra dice. And then at the very end, um, when the Kickstarter ends, we have one of those things where you can then come back and uh, sort of confirm all of your choices. And if you want to move things around, you can. So at the very end, if you had gotten a wizard book, but at the end we've unlocked a class and you really want that one instead, you can absolutely switch and get one of the unlocked classes or add those. Um, so really, really flexible. Um, and again, this is all about us trying to learn about the, the, the Pathfinder audience and engage interest. So if, if there are people out there who want these kinds of products in the future, this is the best place to start because the more successful this is, one, the more we're able to do and the more we're able to produce, but also the more we can go back to Paizo and say, hey guys, uh, you know, there's a huge demand for this kind of stuff. Let's, let's get the ball rolling and let's make some more of this great stuff for for the Pathfinder audience. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just while you were speaking, I was showing the uh, the viewers a sort of page showing your standard and collector's edition and the the sort of the path to the Kickstarter. But honestly, if you check the website on that Kickstarter feed, you've got loads and loads of stuff, loads of exciting <laughs> options to support this great idea. And I can tell you now from uh, from the feedback we've had from our community, there's there's a lot of love for this. Um, <laughs> and especially as you mentioned, the the kind of reasonable price point. Mm -hmm. I think that that's really appealing to a lot of uh, players who think, actually, do you know what? You know, I, I will take a pop with for $35. You know, that's actually yeah. not so bad. And, uh, you know, take a chance. Yeah. And I mean, and American dollars isn't even real money. I mean, it's not, you know, <laughs> it's not pounds. I mean, it's just, it's just made up. 
I'm not sure. Just all made up. Really, at the moment, I'm not sure pounds really. I think we're we're in a neck and neck race yeah. on that one. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which which uh, which currency is less believable at this point. Yeah. But. I'm holding like, out for gold pieces and silver. That's what I'm. Gonna... I would say one of the things I like as someone being in the UK. One of the things I like about the your website is that it uh, it tells you how much you can buy before you get hit for import taxes and things in the UK. Which, oh, that's great. Which is very useful for anyone who we've all been stung by stuff like oh, that from buying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, these are all things that we've just, you know, we didn't know any of this when we first started and we were shipping things to people and they were saying, you know, uh, and they were, then they were, they were explaining how, how it worked. And so we've been, uh, we've been trying really hard to try to eliminate all of those surprises and get, and get things to work as expected. Fantastic. When, when do the finished books start coming out, do you reckon? So on the Kickstarter, we say June, um, which we believe is our sort of worst case scenario. Uh, realistically, I think we're gonna, they're going to come out sequentially. Um, so the, 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 the first four books, the wizard book and the, and the cleric rogue will come out first. I, I can't say exactly when, but my hope is it'll be sometime before June, but certainly at the very latest, it'll be then. Uh, and then if we unlock the other two classes, those may take a little bit longer um, to get to, although hopefully not. Uh, and then once we move on to the other ones, we'll see. But um, the Kickstarter says June. Uh, a lot of it depends on how many we end up having to make, how long it takes to ship from wherever it is we make them, um, and uh, and then get them in people's hands. But we're yeah. uh, but we're excited, and and we 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 are we're really confident with the um, the people that we're working with. So the printer that we're having print the books is actually the same company that prints uh international versions of um lots of game books i'm cool. not going to say which ones but um so they're a really reputable firm that does this kind of thing all the time uh so they're um we're really glad that they're on board to, to make these and make them in a way that's going to be uh you know we know that they're going to look great we know that they're going to be really reliable yeah, absolutely. And I, I did just have a quick question. Now, obviously, yeah. you can't reveal what these mystery classes are going to be. And I would yes. never ask that question because that's, no. that's totally secret. But could you give us a little peek into what are the mechanics behind choosing that? Because when I saw it, I thought, oh, my goodness, how would you even begin to go and pick the next class? I mean, do you go on feedback or is it kind of, uh, kind of market research or popularity? Or how, how would you how would be, even begin to base that decision? We pick our favorite classes. Nice. <laughs> well, that's absolutely fair enough. And you are fully entitled to do that. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I will say we did spend some, uh, I mean, we tried a whole bunch of different things. We looked at, you know, there had been a survey about, you know, what classes people use, you know, people mm -hmm. do most frequently, less, you know, popularity. Um, and we went back and forth and things. And at the end of the day, you know, there was no better way of doing it than just picking the next two favorite. I mean, the one thing we did decide was that what we didn't want to do was put all of the best and most popular classes in the first Kickstarter, mm -hmm. because it's kind of like when you're doing a greatest hits album, greatest hits one and two, if you put all the greatest hits on volume one and who's going to buy volume two. Yeah. So we're trying to mix it up a little bit, but I mean, all the class, all the classes are great. Uh, we think these next two ones are just a lot of fun. They happen to be our favorites. Yeah. 
I think so. that's a lovely insight into you guys as players as well. I think uh, I'm excited <laughs> to see what you what your favourite classes are. But uh, like you say, you've definitely covered the major basis mm. with the, the yeah. four you picked. That's yeah. We, yeah, we figured that was a solid a solid way to start. You know, oh, you yeah. can't go wrong if you have those four in your in your party. Uh, chances are, unless Dan's DMing, you'll probably survive. <laughs> <laughs> you know him so you well. You guys have ever had a cleric in the party? <laughs> no, nobody plays healers, Dan. No, no, who needs a healer? Only one. Only GMs play healers because yeah. we know that you need them. You need them. Uh, yeah. Do you guys, do you get time to game much yourself these days? Are you just constantly just oh, making books and things? I, I mean, I, 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 we do bemoan the fact that all of the time that we used to get to get spend getting together and gaming, those have all turned into business meetings. <laughs> so, you know, we used to like, we'd get together, we'd game on Sunday nights and then that became our, you know, a business meeting. So then we moved our games, we would play on Wednesday nights and then that became a business meeting and then Saturday mornings and now that's a business meeting. So we, we keep trying to fit, come up with ways of, um, uh, of gaming. And it, and it turns out actually that some of the, most of the gaming that we end up doing now ends up being, you know, hopping on somebody else's stream and playing with, with people and um, which is fun and actually has been a really fun uh, thing to do. Not something that we naturally would have um, done on our own. We just, the five of us have just been playing, uh, you know, amongst ourselves forever, but to get out there and, and, and meet other people and play with other people has been a lot of fun, but yeah, it would be great to find some time to just get back to playing playing it's, uh, ourselves it's the only way i get to play now is guest spots on other people's podcasts <laughs> ones like availability I, i'm always jumping on it because it's the only time i yeah. get to play a character exactly um, you know and I, I if that's the only thing that we have to complain about there are worse things that's not bad well we'd love to run you guys a game sometime let's, <laughs> let's, let's, well that would be <laughs> awesome we would we would definitely love that that'd be really fun um that's that's all the question we're coming up on now we've, we've Oh my goodness, wow. Do you know the time has flown by. I've, uh, I know you can't see me, but I've been sitting here with a massive grin on my face. Um, I can tell you that the, uh, the, the chat room getting has been very, very supportive, like I say. Um, lots, of sort of, uh, lots of interest in this. And uh, I, think, I think it's safe to say that we all feel that you guys are doing a fantastic job with these. I cannot wait to see them in the flesh. I think uh, they look terrific. Absolutely terrific. Awesome. And do you have any last questions for us, Paul? Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, no, I, I put on, I'm done. No, I mean, I, I, we'd love to, we'd love to, I mean, we, we listen to some of your podcasts and, uh, and we, we would love to, you know, get together and, uh, and game with you guys. And, um, yeah, we should just, you know, now that we've sort of dipped our toes in this Pathfinder, uh, community and sort of meeting all these new people, we definitely want to, uh, keep it up and keep doing it. So we look awesome. forward to doing more stuff. Let's do it. Absolutely. Awesome. That sounds like a date. Well, uh, thank you uh, so much. Uh, this, is, this has been uh, sort of James Fox and Lockhart, the usual host, uh, the Danger Master. And thank you, Paul, uh, Paul Shapiro from Beedle and Grimm for coming on board. It has been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Well, thank you very much uh, and all the best. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, obviously you can catch our, our local stream on uh, Wednesday, next Wednesday. And uh, do go to Kickstarter and check out Beadle and Grimm's Complete Character Chronicles. There's loads of support there. I'm sure you're going to love it as much as we do. And uh, yeah, until next time, stay dangerous. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Cheers.
In a world of heroes, villains, six British actors will come together to play Pathfinder. It's sort of like D&D, but also really not like D&D. Join Falter. I immediately regret this decision. Karagord. Oh, I see you, Kenneth. Velda. Hold my arcane powers. Shania. Yes, I've tracked the case. M. Now kill him. <laughs> and the Dungeon Master for an actual play podcast that takes adventure Seriously. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and from DangerClubPodcast.com. Danger Club. Let's roll. God, doing that voice hurts.